It's time for another Saturday episode of How you buddies doing out there? I'm here with my lifelong best buddy and soon-to-be doctor, Mr. Anthony Consilla. How you doing today, bud? Doing okay, buddy. How about you? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks for taking a study break to come join us. Yeah, of course. It was, uh, it was needed. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. So I got to start out by asking, how did you, what inspired you to go into med school? So... I kind of went into, into med school in, in a bit of a roundabout way. I actually originally started college in mind with uh, going into physical therapy. So mm -hmm. I, um, you know, worked in a PT clinic for the first couple of years of college and over time kind of decided that I wanted to take a more, more active role in, in treating patients and, um, you know, apply the science and biology that I was actually like really passionate about and medicine seemed to be the answer for that. So um kind of made the switch sophomore year, um, took a few classes over the summer to like catch up and make sure that I was, I was done with the, the prerequisites and time to apply. And um, uh, yeah, did it that way. Man. Nice. Nice. So what was the application process like for you? <laughs> It's kind of a headache. It is the, honestly everything about you know applying and 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 getting through has been it's tough. But but as far as getting into um, medical school from college, I mean you got to go basically. Yeah, you need a four year degree. There's there's certain prerequisites that that med schools require, um, and it's pretty standard like chemistry and biology classes that you can find online, like the the required classes online. Um, and you, you pretty much got to have your application together a year before you apply for school, actually. So you need um, reference letters from, you know, people you worked with or um, professors that, that you did research with or, or worked with. Um, and then you write a personal statement and kind of get your whole resume together. And um, there's one kind of like big application service. Um, it's actually slipped in my mind right now, but it's through the AAMC that um, that you submit the application through, and pretty much all medical schools are on it, so you can uh, apply that way. Nice. How did it feel when you finally got that acceptance letter? Oh man, I can't even put it into words. It was one of the best best feelings that yeah, I mean, best mm -hmm. feelings that happened to me. I um, mm -hmm. I remember actually. Knowing uh, because you interview before you, you know, you get accepted to med school typically. And so I had uh, the school I'm at right now at PCOM, Philadelphia College of uh, Osteopathic Medicine. I, I interviewed here in October um, of, of uh, I think it was 20, it would have been 2017. And um, I remember interviewing in October and then, you know, you usually wait three or four weeks to hear back from, from the school, kind of depending on, um, 
you know, where, where it's from and, and the time of the year, but I was, I was expecting a, a letter pretty soon. And so I, um, remember on my way home, I was on my way home from work one day, my, uh, my, my scribe job out in Waterford and my brother called me and was like, Hey, you got a letter here from PCOM. And I just like cut him off. I was like, don't open it. Don't touch it. Don't look at it. Don't breathe on it. <laughs> I'll be home. <laughs> and I just, you know, sped home, um, you know, burst through the door, open the letter. And, um, yeah, it was like a dream come true, man. It was, I just like sat on the floor. I was in shock. It just, it was, it, it was really something to like see all the hard work that I had done, you know, the previous four or five years of my life come to, um, that one special moment. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I totally, I feel like a weight off your shoulders or something. It just felt like, yeah, that you wanted to just finally, like the door finally opens, you know? Yeah, it really, yeah. Cause it's, it's pretty anxiety inducing kind of putting all your eggs into, you know, that basket and, 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 um, just spending all the money to apply and, and, and driving all over the place to, you know, interview. And it's, it's a process. It's not, it's definitely not for the faint hearted. Um, but I'm, I was, you know, I'm so blessed. I'm glad I was able to do it and, and be successful with it. So, mm-hmm. so how's life as a med student, student right now? It's going. So right now I'm a third year. Um, and each year definitely brings its own, you know, journey. It's, 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 um, yeah, definitely have to take each year with a different mindset. The first two years are a lot of like classwork and, and um, test taking, whereas the second two years, like the third and the fourth year that I'm in now, um, are what are called clinical rotations. So I'm actually like in the hospital and, um, you know, learning like in person with, um, a lot of the patients and, and doctors that I've been working with on a daily basis. So it's been cool. Life, life as a third year student, it's usually, you know, you get up, go to your, go to your rotation, depending on what rotation you're on um, or which field of medicine you're, you're, you know, studying that month. Um, your schedule can be a little bit different. I know on surgery, surgery is kind of notorious for being the worst. Um, lifestyle month for uh students but um as far as you know you're getting up at four in the morning going seeing your patients that you're um responsible for presenting to the the whole surgical team and basically from there going and in, going into the surgeries um like get a little lunch break and get out around five you um get home read read a little bit about the surgeries that you saw earlier that day or that you're planning to see the next day and um, just wash, rinse and repeat. It's, it's a grind, but mm-hmm. definitely uh, is important to, you know, do stuff that you like to definitely <laughs> burnout's a real thing. So mm-hmm. I always made it a point to, um, you know, take a step away and smell the roses, you know, mm-hmm. take a little break and do a little buddy cast. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just fun. Yeah, definitely enjoy just even just like going for walks. I, you know, I live here with my wife, Danielle, you know her and um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know her well. And um, she's definitely been, you know, saving grace. It's so nice to just, you know, get home and, you know, be with your best friend and hang out for a little bit. It's good to 
it's really good for mental health. You can kind of decompress a little bit from from the craziness that can sometimes go on in in the hospital. You know. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got a question for the from the audience for you. What's sure. been Anthony's favorite rotation so far? It's a good question. I um. So I actually just finished my gastroenterology rotation. I was on, on, on GI for the whole month of, of January, pretty much. And I think that's probably my favorite so far. Um, I was able to see a lot of the different, you know, procedures. Um, it's a pretty procedure heavy field and, um, the system in general, I'm, you know, genuinely interested in it. And, um, it's just a lot of cool, the, a lot of cool different pathologies that, that occur and people that you can make a big difference in a lot of people's lives pretty quickly. If you find out what's going on with, uh, you know, their GI system, some, Mm. some other things like cardiology was really interesting, but there's only so much you can do to, um, you know, help someone who's got chronic heart conditions and, and, you know, is so debilitated. But if you, um, you know, can find an exact source of, of bleeding and, and, you know, the colon or somewhere in the GI tract that that's making this person have, you know, symptoms and be, you know, anemic or, or, or something. You can just go in there, take care of it and their life has changed. It's, it's makes a big difference for them. So I really like GI so far. Mm-hmm. So you'd say that's probably like the field of study you're, you're aiming for at this point. Like- it's definitely on my radar. I am, um, I'm actually doing a dermatology month next month. Mm. Two, two weeks of it and um i'm really looking forward to that too that's another subject that the content i i really enjoy um you know it's another field that you can do some procedures in and it's it's pretty like active on your feet um field that that i think i would really enjoy so i'm looking forward to experiencing that too i'll have to let you know how, yeah. how that goes Absolutely. You'll have to let me know what type of doctor you become in the future. So that way I know who to sign up, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I know advice to ask you too. You know, I know what to, you know, okay, don't go to the dermatologist for a problem with your, you know, for the, for the <laughs> yeah, chest. Yeah, exactly. Send me the rashes, but, but I don't know about yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. any hard issues that you have going on or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, Speaking of which, other than me, of course, because you've done a phenomenal job when I do this, has anyone like me in your family or like your friends or anything ever text you about medical advice? Yes, definitely. Um, you know, a lot of the family members are, and I, I honestly like really enjoy being able to help people who have these questions. You know, it's, it's um, you know, kind of cool knowing and understanding how certain illnesses and certain drugs and you know, most recently, even like the COVID vaccine, um, how this kind of stuff like works and it's nice to be able to explain it to people. So, um, yeah, I've had a couple of friends text me, um, you know, family members, definitely. Even my, my, my wife too, Danielle, she's a PA. So she gets a lot of texts too. <laughs> um, kind of the, the consulting couple currently amongst the family. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we don't mind it at all though. <laughs> I was about to say. I will give you this for anything I've come for you. You are spot on or you give me the right direction, you know, anything I go to, whether it's just, Hey, I'm just getting this weird feeling all day and I can't describe it. Or, you know, um, is it normal? Like if your legs should be like throbbing when you haven't 
done much today stuff like yeah. that and yeah, um exactly. there's i mean there's some weird stuff that can pop up for sure there's mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of things that can make people a little a little jumpy but it's mm-hmm. uh, and speaking of weird Speaking of weird stuff, we're kind of, this was going to be a follow-up question, but someone beat me to it. Let's build off of this for a little while. First off, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on the COVID vaccine? Good question. Um, so I know there's a few different ones out there. Um, I've only done a decent amount of reading about the Moderna and, and Pfizer ones and um, actually got my first dose of the Pfizer one uh, this past Monday. So was that mm-hmm. five or six days ago? And, um, you know, from, from the literature and, and the, um, you know, the hard facts of what's in the vaccine and, um, the trial results, it really seems like a reliable, um, you know, safe, safe option to, to combat this, you know, pandemic. I think it's, you know, it's, it stinks that it took so long to develop, but I think that, um, it's it's definitely effective, um, and and yeah, I definitely recommend people get it for sure. Most definitely, I'm on board for it. The minute mm-hmm. the minute someone offers it, boom, I'm in. I'm not one of those. Well, I'm not one of those conspiracy nuts, as we call them. You know, like well, there could yeah, be no- <laughs> there could be a tracking device in it or something. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah just there's no microchips in it, and nope. I don't know why they would want to track all these people getting a vaccine. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, Let's build off of that. What are your thoughts on, because this is, you know, I mean, it's going to be a year in a little bit that this has been around us and everything, but mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on this, on COVID-19? Just, you know, it's a new, it's a new pandemic and. Yeah, man, it's been, it's been absolutely insane. I, I, um, it's, it's definitely been interesting to see how it, it all unfolded, you know, over the past year or so. Um, definitely like unprecedented times that nobody saw coming or could have. Um, <laughs> but overall, I mean, I think, <laughs> you know, we're on, we're on the downswing of it for sure. There's, you know, we were, we're through the worst. I think a lot of the hospitals, at least around the Philadelphia area I can speak to um, are no longer, you know, at maximum capacity. They're doing okay. Handling um, the patient load, seems like, and this is anecdotal evidence or anecdotal talk. I don't really have a lot of hard evidence to back it up, but the, the patients that are coming in with um, COVID just seem a little less sick than, than they did originally. It seems like there's protocols in place for when people come in with it so that, you know, it's treated a little bit more effectively than, than in the beginning. I know there was just complete uh, confusion about how to even treat it in the first place when it first came out. So we definitely come a long way um, Mm -hmm. as far as medical treatment goes. Um, You know, the social distancing does make a difference. Masks do make a difference. Um, So I think it's important Mm -hmm. that people, you know, just understand that, that all these recommendations are, you know, they're in the best interest of, of the world really at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. It really stinks to see, uh, on the flip side, it does stink to see a lot of the turnover in the area with like local businesses, small businesses. Um, I'm not sure the solution of that. I guess I'm talking out of my league now, but, but, um, I wish that, uh, you know, there was just something that could be done as far as COVID relief packages or, um, 
yeah, just like conditional, conditional opening for certain stores. Most of them are pretty much open at this point, but um, I think that that could have been handled a little differently as far as, um, you know, small business owners really, really got hurt. <laughs> and, um, you know, as we know, they're, they're definitely like the backbone of America and, and are pretty much what, what makes this place so great. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think overall doing okay, you know, we're through the worst of it. So, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now you, you, you mentioned earlier some protocols that like your hospital takes. Are you allowed to fill us in on what, like on those protocols, like any of the hospitals that you've done around at? Right. Right. So as a student, I honestly don't see COVID patients. They, you know, they, <laughs> they try to reduce the, any, you know, exposure at all for people who don't need to see the patients. And, you know, as important as medical students are, it's not like, we're making huge decisions and differences in these patients. So, so we really haven't had um, a lot of like face to face time with, with COVID patients other than like, if you're in the ER and the trauma bay, sometimes um, you'll interact with someone who's not tested yet. So like, it's kind of like you suspect that they're positive and just treat it like that. So you always have your, um, your N95 on um, you, there's, if there's any suspicion, that somebody has COVID or, you know, they don't have a negative test back yet, then you pretty much always have an N95 on, um, you know, the, the eyewear or a face shield. Typically you even throw a gown on and, um, you know, a hat just like cover your entire body with, with bubble wrap basically. And, <laughs> and, um, that's kind of how they do it. As far as like treatment protocols, I honestly am not sure of, you know, the exact stepwise fashion. I know um, there's a method to treating people when they come in. If, they're, if their oxygen saturation is low, then you start them on oxygen. Um, I know a lot of people are just getting started right away on, on steroids and um, remdesivir, that, that antiviral drug for COVID, um, if they, you know, are in rough shape too. Um, so, yeah, I, I think <laughs> hospitals have, have different systems, but overall... Uh, it's pretty standard across the board. They're definitely, you know, playing it playing it safe still. Yep. All right. Enough of this, co you know, enough of this COVID down stuff. Let's mm. talk about something more positive. I asked cool. this to all my buddies who who come on the show. If you, if on your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? Hmm. You know, I think being someone's buddy really means that you're there for this, you know, your buddy, you're, you're, you're able to, you know, talk to them about anything at any point in time. Being a buddy means that you're, you're reliable. I think, I think it means um, really just making sure that, that your buddy knows you got their back, um, you know, between you, like you and I, you know, I, I feel like, you know, we've been buddies since, you know, we were five years old and I've always known, you know, you've got my back, I've got yours. And, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just kind of that understanding of um, you know, friendship mm -hmm. and and, and um, yeah, reliability. I think. Mm -hmm. And we are reliable. You come to me when you need a laugh. I come to you when I've got medical issues. It works out exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'll come down check you out at open mic night or your Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, your your different um, buddy cast buddy cast uh, shows and things too. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's cool. Mm 
Now, I know um, you and me speaking of buddies, we have a mutual, but we have a lot of mutual buddies, but we have one mutual buddy that actually helped you out during your, during your application process. Mm-hmm. And, um, he actually, you know, you want to tell that story for our audience? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So this was, um, so for those who don't know, I actually, the first time around applying to medical school did not get in. I, um, you know, had my mind on going, you know, outside, out of town and had applied to most schools out of town. And, um, you know, obviously it's super hard to get in. So I, um, didn't have the best application at the time. I, um, you know, kind of knew what I needed to do in the meantime and, and reapplied the next year. So anyways, I, um, you know, I hadn't gotten in, I was just kind of grinding and, um, you know, studying for the MCAT, that, that test you got to take to get in and, um, working at, uh, it's called heritage primary care as a, as a medical scribe actually. So just kind of like boosting my resume and, and grinding in that year off that I took. And I got a package from, it was Urbana, Illinois, if I'm not mistaken, it had some like scratchy handwriting on it. I was kind of confused. I'm like, I don't know anybody from Urbana, Illinois and <laughs> why they'd be sending me anything. So, um, I opened it up and it was a couple books written by Patch Adams, Dr. Patch Adams. Um, a famous doctor, you know, Robin Williams played him in that one movie and, and he has done a lot for a lot of people. And so I was like, okay, I, I kind of like opened up the one book and on the inside of the first page that, um, you know, had an inspirational message. It said, um, I wish I brought it down. It's up, it's upstairs right now, but the cliff notes, it basically said, um, dear Anthony, I've, I've been talking or exchanging letters with, with your pal, Nick. And he's told me, you know, that you want to be a doctor, that, that, you know, it's been, it's been tough and offered me some words of encouragement. And, um, you know, basically just, just said you can do it and, and, and to keep grinding. And, um, mm-hmm. and it was cool. I really appreciated it at that time. I was, you know, shocked. I never talked to him or anything. And, and, um, so I told Nick, I, I called, called you up if I don't, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, I was like, uh, Hey, uh, I just got a package from patch Adams <laughs> and you're like, did you now? <laughs> and, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I was, yeah, I was shocked. I thought that was so cool that, mm-hmm. that, I mean, you were, you had mentioned, you know, my situation to him and, and, um, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about me and that he, uh, was cool enough to reach out and, and send me those books. It was, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's cool. Cool experience. Mm-hmm. He's a cool guy. I, uh, yeah, definitely lucky to, um, to have had that happen. That was a cool experience. Mm-hmm. I remember that conversation. You tried to call me and I was like in the middle of a meeting, so I couldn't take it. I'm like, he never calls it something wrong. Like it's, it's usually just a text message or yeah. something. But like he'll call yeah, The only yeah. time he calls is if like we're meeting somewhere and he's like two minutes away or something, you know? Like those mm-hmm. situations everything okay like are his parents okay or something does he get his car break down and he needs someone to go pick him up or something what's Not going on here? <laughs> and then i got the text message i'm like oh thank goodness and then I'm like wow you sent all that yeah yeah it was two books <laughs> um, i have a packet of his different philosophies that he had with healthcare, and um definitely a lot of like interesting ideas he he's a guy who 
really, really puts a stress on, um, you know, patient well-being, mental health for sure, and um, is all about really what's best for the patient. It's tough right now with a lot of a lot of medicine is so corporatized now, and it's easy to just get caught up in, in paperwork and billing and and coding and all of the the stuff that really nobody, no doctors want to deal with. Um, <laughs> but it's easy to get, you know, burned out and caught up in that and then sacrifice your, um, you know, your will to take care of the patients and actually like listen to what the patient wants, what, like how they're doing. Um, and instead of just, you know, signing the chart, give them this drug, send them on their way. Um, yeah. He takes a real, real holistic approach to, the medicine, I think that that makes it a lot of yeah, it makes a lot of difference. Mm-hmm. It's cool, actually, in his movie, I actually hadn't seen the movie um, until after I, you know, got this package. I knew who he was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had heard you talk about him a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew of him, but I uh, so I had to watch the movie and, and, and read read his whole story afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I know the movie definitely took some liberties, but. You know, I, I thought I did a decent job of showing how, um, you know, nice he was to the patients, how how he really stresses, yeah, like patient happiness, mm-hmm. laughter. You say like laughter is the best medicine. He's, um, yeah, definitely makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Now you have seen the movie, right? Yes, seen the movie now. <laughs> Got to ask, what's your favorite part? Got to ask, what was your favorite part? So I saw it about a year and a half ago. So I don't remember it exactly, but I I, I remember um, there was there was something about this this old woman who's who's you know like terminally ill and he he like filled up a pool with spaghetti, right? And it was just like they were like swimming <laughs> the around. Pool of yeah, yeah, the pool of noodles. Um, I just thought that was I don't know if it actually happened or if it was real. I just thought that was I think hilarious. it did. I think that's a real story. I think like real he, story. Wow. I mean, at least he's done it multiple times. If not, like if it wasn't that particular moment, you know. Yeah, right. If he didn't do it, then mm-hmm. he's definitely done it other time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. The yeah. one thing I loved about how what they portrayed in the movie is how they did like all this. You know, they show everyone else who's studying away, like who you know his roommate, who's literally nine out of ten times shown in the movie sitting at the desk going like, mm-hmm. he's got this, and he's over here making a balloon animal for someone or yeah, you're talking about, okay, tomorrow, you know, talking like with his girlfriend and like his best friend going, okay, tomorrow meet me in the hall at this time. We're going to show Mr. So-and-so how like to, you know, to like skip or something, you know, just something. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. 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 I thought that was cool too. I, I thought that did a, a good job of showing, you know, a lot of, a lot of students I've, I've definitely seen firsthand get so caught up in, um, you know, studying, it happens to me sometimes too. You just, you get so one track minded, like got to get this grade on this test to get this, you know, this job. Um, but, but yeah, I thought it did a good job of showing mm. how taking a step back, talking to the patient and, um, yeah, like really caring about how they are outside of their, you know, biological illness. It, it's, there's a lot more to treating a patient than just treating the disease. You know, you got to treat the whole patient. So Most I thought that was cool that he, that he stressed that. Mm-hmm. Now, for those who maybe don't know, like, or unfamiliar, everyone knows med, med school is hard, but 
on average, how many hours a day do you think you study? Oh man, I don't want to answer that. I, uh, <laughs> it kind of depends. So I'll, I'll give you an, an it depends answer. <laughs> so there are certain tests you got to take, certain boards that you got to take that you definitely got to study a lot more than than for others. Um, you know, for step, it's called step one. You take between your second and your third year. Um, it's a big, you know, boards test that that a lot of um, residencies and and jobs look at, and you know, it really really can change the the course of your life. Basically, the the, the numerical score that you get on this test. And so, man, when I was studying for that, I think I, I'd studied minimum. Uh, I'd say minimum like twelve hours a day. Wow. Um, for yeah, like several months at a time. It was it was pretty it was pretty rigorous. Um, but that's like, you know, that's not, that's not standard. I'd say, you know, the first couple of years of, of medical school, when you're learning in the classroom, um, I guess like we'll say classroom time included, um, I, you kind of, I, I kind of treated it like a, like a job. Like I, I probably put in probably about like 50 hours a week total of, you know, in class time studying, um, and, um, yeah, just like preparing for, for tests and things like that. So I think that was like, that's kind of like the big mindset that I've had is um, just treating it like a job. You, you really got to have balance in, in med school or you'll burn out quick and <laughs> in dramatic fashion. <laughs> um, so yeah, as I said before, I've always stressed, um, you know, taking breaks, being able mindful of, of when you're, you're hitting that wall of, uh, you know, just going crazy reading the books. It's, it's important. It's probably more effective if you, it is more effective if you just take a step back for a walk, watch a movie. I don't know. Just do something other than, than school. But what's that? I was about to ask, what do you do in those breaks? <laughs> uh anything i mean i try to work out every now and then it's tough to work out on your break because then it doesn't really feel like a break but <laughs> but um I try to work in some exercise definitely watch some netflix um yeah just hang out with danny we do a lot we do a uh, good job of um you know making time for each other she's got a pretty demanding job too so she's um um you know it's important we both carve out some time for each other and just just hang out. Nice. Yeah, nice. It's, been, it's been okay. Mm -hmm. Now, another question that I always ask my buddies to come in the show, as you tell, you're my buddy, obviously, but I call my guest buddies too, mm. is um, if you could have our audience donate to one charity of your choice, what would it be and why? That's a good question. Hmm. You know, most recently, um, I have I have an organization that I've been um, volunteering through that's been really cool. It's it's called Teach actually, and um, I started started volunteering for it when I was in you know when I got to med school because it was it was a it was a PCOM branch um, PCOM club kind of thing, and um, one of my friends actually started it. And what it is it's so it's called Together Educating All Children in Hospitals, and um, what it does, it, it's an organization full of um, 
mostly med students, but there's other, you know, people involved with it too, that um, physically, uh, we, we have these modules that we make for one. They're, they're STEM, so like science, tech, engineering, um, what's the M? Yeah. Math. And um, we're most recently working in like art too, so STEAM, I guess, technically. Um, and so we make these modules that are, that are, are kid friendly or, you know, child friendly and we make it so that you can like learn something from them. We provide the supplies to do the modules and we physically, or at least pre COVID would go to, um, hospitals in the surrounding area or different like long term care facilities that, that have pediatric patients and, um, do the modules with the kids and they'd, you know, come by and we'd be able to kind of like walk them through this artistic or, or, you know, scientific little experiment. They're not like comprehensive, you know, big experiments. It might be like uh, making silly putty or, or something, but like kind of teaching them a little bit of the science behind it and, and um, giving them something fun to do other than just sitting in their hospital bed all day or, um, you know, and then and the, their little labs that they have to get done. Um, so I would say teach, yeah, together educating all children in hospitals. Pretty sure you can just go to their website. It's like teachforkids.org, um, I believe. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's been really fulfilling being able to go. Uh, actually, during during COVID, what we've been doing is um, we each of us in the in the group made videos for each respective module that we have. We had like 40 or 40 or 50 different projects or modules that we, um, you know, teach of these kids. And so we made videos. We took videos of ourselves with the supplies, like walking through the steps. And, you know, funny enough, I did the, the silly, excuse me, silly putty one. Um, so I was just taking videos of me making silly putty and kind of explaining the steps and the science behind it. And um, we provide those videos to, the hospitals and different organizations that you know we have we have agreements with or affiliations with and um you know we send them packages of the of the materials that they need for it and uh, you know like a little instruction sheet so that the kids can just do it um you know in their room without us physically needing to be there um so yeah i mean the money goes towards paying for uh the the module materials that that um we use to help you know, teach the kids, give them something to do and, um, you know, make their time in the hospital a little more fun, productive, you know, cause they're missing out on like these, these educational, they're missing on school and mm -hmm. a lot of like social interaction and things. So we, uh, you know, try to provide that to them and it makes a big difference for a lot of people. So I'd say teach. Yeah. I, I really, I really feel good about that. That definitely sounds like a great organization. I love what it does. I love how, like you said, you know, there are a lot of kids who spent, look at someone like Matt Roloff, who spent his entire childhood in the hospital, you know? Yeah. You, yeah, miss yeah out exactly. on, you do miss out. Even kids today are missing out on all the interaction, being homeschooled because of the virus. Mm. So I yeah, love that yeah. answer. Yes. Love, love that answer. And now it's time for what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. Question is, what is your advice for anyone who wants to go into med school? What is my advice? Hmm. I would say, I guess this, this sounds kind of harsh, but like 
know what you're getting yourself into, you know, mm -hmm. you know, that, know that this is what you want to do. A lot of people have this vision of a doctor, you know, making a big difference in patients' lives and, you know, making lots of money and doing this and doing that. But like, it's not an easy thing to do. It's, it's, there's a lot more to, um, you know, medical school and, and developing your career. Um, you know, this is what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. So it's, uh, it's important to know that it's what you want to do, you know, get out there, shadow, um, ask questions. You know, I'm always uh, open to, you know, answering questions. I've had a few people from like Gannon reach out and ask questions about, you know, how to go about getting in, how, how to basically, you know, develop their career. And um, yeah, I just think it's a, it's important that people know what, what, yeah, what they're getting themselves into. Mm -hmm. That being said, it's, I mean, that's awesome. I'm so, so glad I am in this spot today. Um, it's easy to, you know, get caught up in the stress and, and, and really feel overwhelmed at times, but I, I like the, I like to just kind of sit back sometimes and say, this is what you wanted. You know, mm -hmm. like you worked so hard to get to this, to be in this position. Um, you know, at one point this was all that you wanted. And, and um, that gives me a lot of perspective. You know, I think perspective has, has definitely been big for me getting through this, um, this journey. I think it's important for everybody to, to realize that, you know, if you want it, you can do it. Mm -hmm. All the hard work, all the behind the scenes stuff. It's all mm -hmm. rewarding. It's all, it's all yeah. like you, you look, I like yeah. how you look back and you say, you know, a year ago or like, was it like three or four years ago, you would have, you would have robbed the bank if you had to just to get to where you are today, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Really though. I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, I would have, yeah, it's just, would have done some crazy stuff to be in the spot that I am today. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that, that really helps me kind of bring me back down to earth is, is, you know, I wanted this, I still want it obviously, but I, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, just wait till the day you get the degree, the stethoscope, the white coat, the whole nine yards, you know? Yeah, man. I'm counting down the months. You got it was about a year and year and four months now. So mm. almost there. Well, you know darn well, no matter what you're going, I'll be one of your first patients. <laughs> I'll always be on call for you, man. I got you. <laughs> hey, see, I got a doctor on speed dial. I don't need you know <laughs> send me all your matches, all your all your pictures. <laughs> yeah. Literally, I've, and I've done that before, and you've done a great job. You've, out there, you like I said, you've out diagnosed some people before, and you've led me down the at least the right path of what I should be thinking about. This could be, you know, rather yeah. than like, is this feeling in my leg mean my leg needs to get amputated or something? No, nah, don't <laughs> worry about it unless you really can't move your leg in the, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I, yeah I always, I always try to give you a, a medical disclaimer. Like I still feel like i absolutely know nothing <laughs> but but you do um a fantastic job you do you've helped me a bunch and i know you're gonna help a million others out there i'm just i'm waiting for the day you know thanks man i appreciate that <laughs> not a problem at all it's what buddies are for you know that's right, that's yeah, right. Like, like i said you help me with the medical stuff i help you with all the other stuff like all the emotional stuff like hey do you need a laugh or hey you you know just a quick kick yeah. in the you need to write to someone to give you yeah. a, give you some motivation yeah. This whole, yeah, it's definitely another big key, I think, to, you know, succeeding in med school is having a, a good support system, having some friends, some buddies, 
that you can de-stress with, just chill, talk to, um, mm-hmm. you know, life because, because you're going into medicine doesn't mean that your entire life has to be medicine. You know, it, it sucks sometimes. You just don't, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I get home from, from the hospital sometimes. And the last thing I want to look at is a book about medicine or, or something like that. I, I uh, definitely value my buddies and, and mm-hmm. being able to, mm-hmm. you know, you know yeah, I, them, family, friends, Mm-hmm. You, you know what I say? A friend is someone that you can, you know, do stuff like that afterwards. Like after a long day at med school, go out, get a drink with, and just. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Know, a buddy's going to be like what you're going to be to me one day. So the minute you call and say, hey, I need a few good men on that altar with me. On it. Exactly. Yep. Well, thank you so exactly. much for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. You know, you've been my yeah. lifelong buddy and. I'm honored that I finally, that you took the time out of your busy schedule just to spend a half hour or so with me. So thank you. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. This has been really cool. Yes, absolutely. And I got one favor to ask you. Of course. Go be someone's buddy today. You got it. For all my buddies out there, this is future Dr. Anthony Kinsella. And we will catch you next time here on your favorite podcast, BuddyCast. Thanks, well, the days are going fast Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past Buddy, buddy, tune in to Buddy